a big hand clap today. Come on, you can do better than that. Give the Lord a big praise today. Amen. God is in this place. I'm telling you, the presence of God is in here. And uh, why don't we just go ahead and stand on our feet one more time as we begin to jump into the word of God. How many ready for the word of the Lord today? Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for the word of the Lord. I want to tell you, God has been speaking to me and we have been in, uh, we don't, we're not even calling it a series. You know, many churches, they do series and themes, but we're just trying to create a culture. And we believe God said that the culture of relentless should be a heaven come culture that we want to see heaven's reality seen here in the earth. And so I'm really excited about uh, just the, um, just the, what the, just the presence of the Lord that's beginning to break out. And I'm telling you, you know, one thing that I felt like the Lord was saying was that we don't you know I've been saying oh we need a new place and God's going to give us a new place but I just feel like God just wants to keep filling this place with his glory until it begins to flood out into the mall it gets into the stores I'm telling you and then people from Macy's all the way down to Macy's will be sensing something and they'll come here why not God just do it right here why can't we just break out and have revival right here you and so, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for the move of the spirit that's going to be in this place in Jesus mighty name. Let's read this scripture real quick. If you're a visitor, a new uh, person, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. I want to recognize Pastor Terry. I love you. It's good to see you, my brother. Thanks for coming in and, uh, and all the other ministers of the gospel that are here. Matthew chapter 14, verse 44 to 46, Jesus is speaking a parable. And many times he would do this, especially when he was speaking to the multitudes. And so he said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure that's hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes... And he sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, Jesus is still speaking and he gives another parable. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had. Today, I want to talk to you about valuing, valuing the kingdom of God. So, Father, in Jesus' name, as your word is released, I pray that you would bless your people in a powerful way. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody give the Lord a big hand clap. Let's give God a big praise for the worship team. Thank you, guys. And look at somebody and say, do you value the kingdom? Do you value God's kingdom? And so last week, you go ahead and be seated. But last week, we, uh, we talked about... We talked about um, uh, reconnecting to the kingdom and that there was a disconnect that came because of Adam. And God's intention was for you, man, to rule and to have dominion, not over each other, but over the land. That whatever you say goes, whatever you say happens. And uh, uh, Adam had this perfect setup where even God was walking in the cool of the day with him. But something happened. Somebody say something happened. That evil serpent came and, and, and manipulated him and controlled him. And it turned out where he gave over the rights, he gave over the keys, and he be, we became a slave to the prince of darkness. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now listen, I need somebody to say praise the Lord, some amens up here. I need some smack somebody, just don't hurt them. <laughs> And so uh, we talked last week about reconnecting and what does it look like to reconnect? And we said first, when we reconnect, we have to, uh, it's all about what Jesus did. It's the sacrifice that he made. And many times uh, we are looking in all the wrong places, but uh, real connection with God. Jesus says that I am the door. And so it always starts with Jesus. It always starts with us going through the door, the, the door, the cross, the price that he's paid. And then number two is repentance. And repentance is not just turning from sin. It's not just seeing how 
uh, a dirty person I am or how unworthy I am. It's to turn to God. It's to look upon him. It's to look upon the author and the finisher of our faith. And, and so as we turn to God, then we begin to ask and we begin to believe God for that connection. And Jesus prayed, said when he said uh, to pray, he said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's just a little synopsis of what we're walking into because we are even on Tuesday nights for the next couple of weeks we've been teaching uh, about the the kingdom of God from the standpoint of the Lord's prayer and how to pray last week Kevin did a great job of teaching us how to pray the kingdom into the earth how to pray the kingdom for ourselves for our family for those that are around us and also for our nation and this week I have the privilege to be teaching with my wife and we're going to be teaching about provision uh, give us today our daily bread and so we're going to be teaching that on Tuesday night so make sure you come and if you if you want to believe God more for the resources of heaven and for the things that God has for you, don't miss out on it. Somebody say, praise the Lord. All right. And so after Jesus shares this parable, the two parables that I started, uh, which is a story, it, uh, it's a, so I'm, I'm seem a little off because that light is so bright that my eyes are turning blue and green, but I want you to, when I'm not used to it, so just keep it going though. But I'm looking at my, my uh, thing and it's like, oh my gosh, where in, where in the world is happening? Okay. So Jesus shares a parable, which is a story. It's, it's a hidden meaning. And his disciples come and ask Jesus, why do you speak to them in parables? And so in Matthew 13, 10, we see that disciples come and they say, why do you speak to them in parables? First, I want you to see that disciples are students. And I believe that God is calling us in part of the three uh, vehicles that we're using. Or we're saying that God wants to bring this culture of heaven come to relentless. It's through prayer. It's through evangelism. And it's through disciples. Discipleship. And so how many know A.W. Tozer said that uh, the only disciples can make disciples and so at relentless we really believe that it's important that we become a student of the word that we're following our leaders as they follow christ and disciples are students and there's a difference between the disciples and the multitudes and that's the reason why jesus had to speak in parable see the multitudes they want to be entertained but the disciples want to learn and so and the, and the, 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 the disciples want to encounter god in a deeper level but the the multitudes just want a good show and I want to encourage us here at Relentless that we're not just coming here for a show, but we're coming here to encounter God. We're coming here to meet with the King of Glory, that we want everything that God has for us. And we won't back down and we won't let up. That's why we're called Relentless. That means we never give up until we get the full portion of that which God has for us. Somebody say, praise the Lord. The multitudes want to be entertained, but disciples want to follow. And next week, I'm going to talk. I have a whole message about discipleship. Please come and listen to it while well, I say that now. Usually when I say that, God changes this message. So anyway. So Jesus said in Matthew 13, 11, 13, uh, after the disciples asked him this question, he said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Somebody said, I receive. Are you a disciple? Say, I receive. If you're a disciple, if you're a believer, not just a believer, but a disciple. See, God is coming to meet not with churchgoers, but with disciples, people that are willing to learn, people that are open to hear what he has to say. He said, whoever has, listen to this, will be given more and they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. So Jesus is explaining why he had to speak in parable to the multitude, but he explained to his disciples right before that, uh, this scripture, he was talking about the parable of the sower, and he began to explain that parable to his disciples. 
And so they asked him, why are you speaking to them in parable but to us? And I want to tell you, I want to give you, I believe, because sometimes that can be confusing. Well, whoever has will be given. Well, has what? What does that mean? Whoever has what and whoever does not have, what does that mean? And I want to give you three important things that I believe that we need to have to receive from God. Now, I want to say this as a, as a caveat or as a, uh, just a disclaimer. We receive from God spiritually by faith. Somebody say by faith. By believing what he says and then implementing, acting on it. But I'm going to give you three practical ways because I believe that uh, many times we, we, uh, we don't know how to walk this thing out practically. And I'm going to help you out, hopefully, with the Holy Spirit's help. And listen to this. Whoever has will be given. So what do they have? What do you need to have? Number one, I think that you need to have interest. I believe what he's saying is whoever has interest in the kingdom, he will be given more. Whoever has interest in the things of God, he will be given more. But whoever does not have interest or interest is wanting to know or wanting to learn. And this is why the average churchgoer will not get it. This is why the, someone who just comes to church once in a while will not get it. And I'm not talking about that. We have to become students. Somebody say students. We have to become those. When many times I, people want to get a word, but I say, when's the last time you were in the word? Now, I believe in the prophetic word. I believe in the spirits of God. We might move in some today, but I'm telling you, you need to get a word of God. Many times you have to get in the word of God. Because you begin to read the word, but then the word begins to read you. The word begins to declare to you where you're at. And then you have to begin to repent. And that means can reconnect with what God says about you and not what you've been believing. And so whoever has interest will be given more. But if you don't have interest, then you're not going to be given anything. You, right? If you're interested in someone, I was interested in my wife, right? Well, after the Lord opened my eyes. And then out there, you know, I was, it's like, she's this young lady playing the guitar. She had short hair cut, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, well, she's kind of interesting. <laughs> but I've seen, you know, that type before they played it. She was falling out in the spirit. She was doing all the same stuff she was doing up here. She hasn't changed, <laughs> which is wonderful. She was real, authentic. But what I'm saying is you will only, well, let me, no, should I just, okay, let me stop there. I don't want to go ahead of my notes. Okay. Oh, I want to so bad. You don't know the struggle is real up here. I want to say that joke. I don't know if you ever heard me say this joke, but I was at a church and we used to have to load things off of a truck and load things back on. And as we were loading stuff on, this, this young boy, he was from uh, Jamaican and, um, and uh, he, he was uh, actually was Roxy's, I think, nephew. And uh, he was pulling his cart. He was pulling his cart and he had all these, I think his speakers, he had something on it. And he looked at me and he said, Pastor Malik. The struggle is real. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Where am I at? So when you are interested, when you, you will go deeper. When you, are, when you are interested, you will begin to search out the things of God. Listen, in Proverbs 25, 2, it said God conceals the revelation. Listen, we said this a couple months ago. Uh, uh, um, uh, Moses' mom hid him because he was beautiful. So God hides the things that are beautiful. He's not just going to throw them out there. And that's why I listen to how much people talk about themselves. Because I'd rather discover you than you tell me everything about you. Okay, let me keep going. So there's a, where am I at? I'm so excited. You guys help me. I don't know if it's the coffee off this fast and we're just like lots of food running through my body. Uh, It's Jesus. Thank you. All right. The holy people say Jesus. Everybody else says coffee. 
I had this Filipino lady said to me, Malik, let me tell you a secret. The anointing, wow. She was very dramatic. Wow. But let me tell you a secret. The anointing plus coffee, wow. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So when you're interested, you're going to go deeper. He said, God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. But the honor of kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. And so disciples want to go deeper. Disciples are saying, God, I want to be interested in what. And that's why I'm asking you, come out on a Tuesday night. Come out to our events. Don't let anything stop you because God is going to respond to your interests. Number two. It's not just being interested, but it's also being open and teachable. Uh-oh. Matthew 12, 13, 12 to 13 in the trans, Passion Translation says, For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more. That means over a period of time, step by step, more revelation. How many know you can't handle it all right now? If God told me everything back then, I, I don't know if I could handle it. He had to do it progressively as I was interested, as I opened up to him. Progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who do not listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding they think they have. How many people, you've met some people, they think they know. There's a, there's a difference between knowing and not knowing. I'm just saying, I know that was deep revelation. That's why Jesus said, I teach the people using parables. Oh, I don't need to understand what Pastor Malik is saying. Most of the time, people don't want to understand. They don't want to press in. They don't want to ask questions. They don't want to go deeper. They want to think the things that they think. Uh-oh. Don't be scared of me. You can still come and tell me you don't believe me, and then we can talk about it. That's why I teach the people using parables because they think they think, because they think, think to think, think. They're looking for truth. Yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. What a horrible life. You think you're teachable. You think you want to know. But then you realize that you become unteachable, that you are unteachable. And then you never discover the truth that's sitting right in front of you. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. Let me tell you something. Disciples are not know-it-alls. No matter how long you've been in the kingdom, there's more for you to learn. There's more to explore. God is not done speaking in this still revelation. Jesus said to his disciples this. There is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at the moment. But when the truth given spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the father. And he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. So Jesus was saying that we all are in different walks of our life. Amen. We're all in different walks with the kingdom of God and in and, and, and our relationship with God. We're all in different places. And, and this is I love this saying. And I'm just going to cone it as a, as a, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, a Christian saying that when the student is ready, that the teacher will appear. And many times we are not ready to be taught what God wants to teach us. And many times I want to tell you that the student is dictating the lesson, not the teacher. When you are ready to learn, God will pour it in. And that's why we have to become interested. That's why we have to dig a little bit deeper. That's why we have to go a little bit further in our Bible studies and learning the word of God and, and hanging around believers and those who are even, uh, I would say, even more mature or know the, have a greater understanding so that we can learn. Somebody say, I want to learn. 
I'm always, you can ask my wife, I'm always listening to YouTube videos of certain people, and I'm just trying to glean, I'm trying to glean, I'm trying to understand what God is trying to say to me. So Jesus says um, that he wants to speak to us, but sometimes we cannot grasp it. And I want to tell you this, just to throw this out there, that's why we have to become childlike. You know, when you get older, you know, the, 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 I, I was, I don't know about you, but when I was young, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait till I'm this age because, I, you know, then they'll, they'll listen to me because I already knew everything at eight. <laughs> I mean, by eight, I was like, okay, I, I pretty much got whole life thing, how everything goes. I just, but nobody's going to listen to me until I'm 17. And then when I turned 17, I was like, I really know everything now. And then uh, my mom kicked me out the house and then life happened. And went to prison and was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything. I know anything about life. I know anything about anything. I don't even know how to cook. This is bad. I was living on my own, didn't know how to cook, eating out of canned food and Burger King. I, I was uh, 20 something years old, about to have a heart attack because I was eating Burger King every day. And then I came into the glory. I came into the presence of the Lord. I went to Israel a couple of times. And then I was about 25. Then I was like, oh, man, I've arrived. I know everything again. Can't tell me nothing. You know, I've been some places. I've seen some things. And then I realized there was another three-year period where I didn't know anything. And then I turned 30, and I was like, I really know everything now because I'm 30. And now I've just given up. I don't really know that much. <laughs> and I'm just going to stay that way. I'm still learning. That's right. I know. I don't want to speak death over me. I know a lot, but it, I, I, I still stay teachable, and God is still teaching me. Somebody say praise the Lord. Matthew 19, 14 says, Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So uh, I was thinking about knowing everything. So, you know, like you can say things around kids sometimes and you think like they don't know what you're talking about. So yesterday we were driving home and, uh, you know, and I don't uh, just disclaimer, I do not deal with jealousy. OK, just throwing it out there. So I'm like, oh, I knew he was dealing with something. All right. So 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 we're at this light and this guy walks, walks past the road. Right. And he has had, you know, he has a little swag or whatever. And my wife, she's looking that way. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, you looking at him, huh? You looking at him? I'm really just joking, but sort of. And I was like, yeah, you looking at him, ain't you? Ain't you? She's like, I'm not my eye that you would look, leave me, leave me alone. I'm not even looking at him. So, I, you know, my kids are in the back and then, and then my daughters and I say, yeah, daddy, you think mommy's looking at other people, but mommy really, really loves you, daddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world is happening? How is my uh, six-year-old doesn't know anything has become a know-it-all? I don't know. I don't get it. So why would you say in front of your kids? So I just want to tell you, one of the first prophetic words that I got before I traveled, started traveling to nations was remain teachable. Remain open. Listen, your gifts will open up the door for your character will keep you there. And many of us, you have gifts, you have talents, you can speak, you can, you can persuade, not in a manipulative way, but God, there's something about you. And it's the favor as well on your life that doors will open for you and things will begin to happen. But I want to tell you, stay teachable. And I never forgot when I got that word, that word has stuck with me. And every time I feel like I'm that, that place is rising up like I know it all, I humble myself. And uh, one way I do that is by going to Mexico and hanging out with Roberto's father. Hey, what's up, Roberto, up there? Pastor Bob. Pastor Bob knows how to keep me humble. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that another time. So we have uh, interest. You have to have interest to receive. You have to have an open and teachable heart. And I want to, uh, this is my last point here, that you have to value you have to put value in something. Listen, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek 
first the kingdom of God. You value when you put things first and his righteousness, his right way of doing things. And all these things shall be added unto you. Listen, we will only connect with what we value. And Jesus was saying, you need to seek first. The you need to connect with heaven. That's my prayer that you learn how to value heaven and say, let heaven come. Let your will be done in my life, Lord, as it is in heaven. Is anybody here today? If you will, whatever you value, you will connect with. If you don't value yourself, you will connect with the wrong people. If you don't have self-worth and you don't care about yourself, you will connect with the wrong people and wonder, why did I get here? How did I get here? Because you put your value in something that didn't value you. To connect means to join together to provide access and communication. If we value people, then we will let them in our lives. We, we will try to listen more. We, will, we won't always want to be heard. At whatever chance we can, we will encourage and uplift. Listen, God is saying today, will you value his kingdom? Will you value his way of doing things? Will you step out of the way and allow the Lord to move in your life? Will you stop trying to make things happen and realize that he has already done it? And believe him and look to him. Am I making sense to you right now? Let me keep going. So you will only value, you only connect with what you value. Your heart will pursue, when I was talking about my wife, your heart will pursue what you value. That was what I wanted to say earlier. Anybody get the connection? Come on, y'all. It's supposed to be, oh, okay. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Don't keep hoarding. Uh Uh-oh. For yourselves, earthly treasures that can be stolen by the thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays, loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourselves that cannot be stolen and will never rust or decay or lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Jesus said it like this in another translation. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. So my question today is, where is your treasure? What are you valuing? What are you connecting with? What are you putting first in your life? Just say amen or oh my. What are you connecting with? What are you, va- what are you putting more value on than the kingdom of God? When we put more value on things besides what God has for us, we will realize that those things will begin to decay. Those things will begin to rust. Those things will begin to lose their value. That's why people always got to get more stuff. I got to get more stuff. I got to jump from one relationship to the next relationship. I got to do this. I got to get it. Because then nothing satisfies except for him and his kingdom. It's only the king and his kingdom that's going to satisfy your life. And that's why, you know, we're looking in all the wrong places. I don't, there's, there's in a rap song like that. Anyway, I don't know. It's a country song. Dang. I'm looking in all the wrong places. Ding, 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 ding. I'm sorry if you like country music. Girl, you know. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Okay, sorry, that's enough. We're too late. Okay. So where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Listen to this. Matthew 14, 44 again says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found, and he hid him for the joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has. Let me just say this. We will only be loyal to what we value. This is so important that you hear this. Your loyalty can only be in what you value. 
Verse 24, he said, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or money or riches. To be loyal means to be faithful in allegiance. Allegiance is devotion or loyalty to a government, to a people, to a group, or to a cause. And my question is, what are you allegiant with? What have you aligned yourself with? What are you pledging allegiance to? Because whatever we are loyal to, loyal to has government over us. <laughs> okay, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church, but that's okay. Maybe you guys are listening. We will only be loyal. We will only pledge allegiance, devotion. We will give. So listen, I'm telling you, that's why I, I encourage you every morning, every evening, make your devotion to the Lord. Even when uh, Daniel was in this uh, predicament where they had built a big statue uh, to the king and they, everyone was bowing, uh, Daniel still made his prayer unto the Lord. He kept his devotion. He said, I will not pledge allegiance to an idol. I will not pledge allegiance to that that which doesn't, that, that, that I was not creating an image of that. that. That idol has ears but does not hear, has eyes but does not see. And many times we pledge more allegiance to our football teams and to our basketball teams than we do to God. So when God says, I want you to come away with me, we say right after the game, Lord. Many have more allegiance to our shows that we can't listen. There's Netflix. There's no really no excuse now. You can not watch and then watch later. I'm just saying. And so we, we have to survey our lives in the light of the kingdom of God and say, hey, am I pledging allegiance more to these things that when the king of glory begins to call my name, I'm unable to break away because I want to be loyal to this other thing. I'd rather be disloyal to the world and be loyal to God. I'd rather be loyal to God and disloyal. You know, sometimes, I always say this, especially for young people, sometimes you got to stay by yourself. Sometimes we're, we need, we, we, I need friends, I need this. No, you don't. You need Jesus. And if you pledge allegiance to Jesus, he will put everybody in your circle. Sometimes we can't leave places. We can't leave relationships because we say, oh, my gosh, what is my life going to look like? Listen, I'm telling you, disloyalty Loyalty to something means disloyalty to something else. Get loyal with God. Pledge allegiance to him. He is the king. He is the king of glory. Is this okay? You guys okay? I'm going to end right here. We will give up stuff for what we value. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. He was looking for these beautiful pearls. Any ladies looking for some beautiful pearls or beautiful diamonds or some gems? And when you find the, when he found the one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. When you value something, whatever is getting in the way of that, whatever is getting in the way of you taking a hold of what you desire. Come on now. When you want something, when you believe in for something, don't you just give up stuff so you can do it? You'll make time. If you value your date nights with your wife, you'll move everything out of the way to do what? To go on that date. If you value whatever the case is in your life, you're going to move. You're going to cut yourself from those things. Sometimes you have to put those things on the side or on the shelf or whatever the case is. But you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna give it up so that you can take a hold. You realize that what I'm taking a hold of, it, it, it is so much more valuable than that which I'm giving up. Some of us need to give up our pride. 
and our way of doing things to take a hold of his kingdom and his right way of doing things. Many times we feel like we don't need the body of Christ, but we do. Let go of your pride and join. Come together so that God can do what he wants to do. That was for somebody. I don't know who. And his light is blinding, so I don't know who I'm talking to right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. Don't turn it down because it's good for Facebook. Am I good? Does it look good on Facebook? How am I looking on Facebook? How are you guys doing? <laughs> when you find something of great value, nothing can compare, so it becomes insignificant. So what is something? This is, I want to leave you with this thought. What is something that you can give up? What is something? How, what did Jesus say? Well, I love this. In verse 31 to 33, he said, forsake your worries. Give up worrying. Why would you say, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. You will chase after what you value. I realized in my life, I never had to chase after anything. I didn't even have to chase after my wife. The Lord brought her to me. I hope you're listening. He says... What will we eat? What will we wear? For that is what unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, now listen, there is something we need to chase. He says constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then, somebody say then. Then Then all these things, these important things will be given to you in abundance. When we look for God's kingdom, when we look for God's glory, when we say, God, I want your way of doing things, he's going to add everything that's beneficial that you need. And God wants you to step into a place of trusting. Somebody say, I need to trust the Lord more. Lord, I want to trust you more because I believe that in these days, you're going to find that God is going to call you more to himself. And don't look at what you're letting go of. Look at what you're grabbing a hold of. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. So he says, I'm not just going to give them to you. I'm going to overflow you so that you could be like Abraham. That I bless you so you can be a blessing not only for yourself but for those around you. Because that's the way the kingdom works. He said, so refuse to worry about tomorrow but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Somebody say one day at a time. And this is so crucial when we talk about pursuing God and going after God and becoming a disciple. Don't get too far ahead. Just every day say, Lord, I pledge my allegiance to Jesus. I pledge my allegiance to you, Lord. I'm going to follow you today. Lord, help me today to follow you. Help me today to do it the way that you. Listen, I'm tired of being like Burger King. Have it your way. I, I, want, I want it your way, God. I don't want it the Burger King. So many, we're serving a Burger King. That was so good. I always thought like, y'all should tweet that and everything. Pastor Malise said we should stop serving Burger King and go to McDonald's. Don't eat that stuff, please. Oh, he's like, oh, don't go there. Somebody feel convicted, like I was just that was I was looking forward to the number three. Uh-oh. <laughs> I done messed up somebody's lunch plans. I'm sorry. There's grace. There's grace. There's grace. Seek first again kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So one thing you could do today, let me just say this. I want you to make a decision to chase after God. I want to make this simple. Chase after God today. Go after God's heart. Can we get the worship team just to come up? Chase after God. Go after heaven's reality. And it's as simple as this. God, 
Make heaven known to me. Make heaven more real than everything else in my life. Lord, make what you want louder than what I want. Many times we can't hear from God because we have to get in neutral. We have, our heart is too committed to things that God doesn't want us to have. And God is saying, I need you to step back. I need you to, I need you to get into that place neutral and begin to chase after me. I need you to bring that thing in reverse. Some of y'all need to go in reverse because y'all going full steam ahead. And God is saying, no, pull back a little bit. Pull back a little bit. Have an open and a teachable heart. Get interested. Somebody say, get interested. Look at somebody say, get interested. Get interested. Look at somebody say, are you teachable? Are you teachable? Are you able? Listen, my children. Hey, come on now. My kids be teaching me stuff sometimes. I said, son, it wasn't even really bad, but my daughter said, uh, Daddy, I, I don't think you should be saying that. I said, dang, okay. She, she said, you, you, need to, you need to talk to Jesus to help you. <laughs> See, you can't be telling your kids too much stuff. Too much, and they know too much, man. Now they got iPads and all that kind of stuff. They got way too much information flowing. The Bible says this. We need to learn how to submit one to another. Actually, in our leadership, that's the way we do it. I'm not telling everybody this is what I think we should do. I say this is what I feel like God is saying. And then we gather around that and we begin to discuss and talk and dream together. Because we need to learn how to submit, to come in alignment with each other and what God is saying to each other. How many know you don't got it all? Okay, two people know they don't got it all. And the one clapping. Thank you. So I want you to make a decision to chase after God, to go after heaven's reality, to get interested, to get open, to have a teachable heart and begin to pursue him. And how do you do that? Practically, you got to become a disciple by following the example of the leaders that you have around you as they follow Christ, by getting in your word, by trusting the Lord and beginning to say, Lord, show me your glory. Show me what you have for me. Show me the kingdom of God. Amen. Come on, let's just stand up on our feet today. Thank you for listening to the Relentless DC podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. For more information about Relentless DC, go to www.relentlessdc.com or facebook.com forward slash Relentless DC.